In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. St. Padre Pio said, If you wish to serve God, prepare yourself for temptation. The Son of God assumed a real human nature to redeem us, and he obeyed the laws of our human nature. One of these is that great virtue is only attained through temptation. So he himself submitted to being tempted by the devil. In the imitation of Christ, we read that God visits his elect in two ways. First, by consolation, and second, by temptation. All of us have some experience, maybe many experiences, with temptation. And without temptation, we cannot participate in Christ's victory over sin and over the devil, which he won for us. We cannot be proven faithful to his covenant. We cannot win the crown of victory. Because as long as we are in this life, we are in the arena. It's a time of growth, a time of trial. Like so much of human life, in the Christian spiritual life, there's no staying put. There's only going forward or going backward. You can only be coming closer to Christ or moving further away from him. Allowing us to be tempted is one way that Christ makes us very rapidly more like himself, makes us stronger and more virtuous, proven like gold. Back when I was in grade school, I played basketball on the basketball team. I was never very good. But at the beginning of practice, every, every practice, our coach had us do layups again and again and again. The beginning of every practice and at the end of practice. And I never became good at basketball, but to this day, I can still do a pretty good layup. God is sort of like a good coach in allowing us to be tempted. He wants our goodness, our virtue, to be so deeply ingrained that it's like a layup. We can do it quickly, easily, even happily. In repeatedly resisting temptation, saying yes to God's grace, our virtue becomes second nature. It becomes a deep inclination, a tendency to do good, to act well, like building up muscle. It becomes easier and easier. And then this becomes our flourishing as human beings and our holiness as children of God. And I think if we pay attention to the way we're tempted, it often can be an indication of where God wants us to grow. Look at Christ in the desert. He was tempted by the devil, if we look at some of the other Gospels, to certain false ways of being the Messiah. Being a Messiah who would do miracles for show, out of vainglory. Or a Messiah who would accept a kingdom on this wor- in this world. But by saying no to these false versions of the Messiah, Christ embraced his true, the plan of the Father, the true plan. 
And he really changed and became in his human nature what the Father wanted him to be. Now the ways the Father wants us to grow are a bit more modest. But maybe the Lord wants you to grow in honesty or patience, chastity, charity or faith. So he allows us to be tempted against those virtues. Maybe tempted against faith, doubting the promises of Christ that the gates of hell will not prevail over his church. Or attempt being tempted to fudge the numbers at work, to grow in honesty. Tempted to break the sixth commandment. Tempted to gossip about a friend. Growing in chastity and charity. And in resisting and overcoming the temptation, those particular virtues become like isolated muscles that some people do in a workout. They sometimes will isolate a particular muscle. I've never done that, but I hear it works. And then, what are some practical ways that we can be victorious under temptation in time of trial? Based on my own very limited experience, I would say, first, it's very helpful to name the temptation, to call it for what it is. This takes, takes it out of the shadow, and some of its power is taken away from us, or from it. And then name the virtue you need to overcome it, to counter it. If you're tempted to cheat, name it for what it is. Don't paper it over. And then consider honesty, integrity, how good that virtue is, how good it is to be an honest person. And then allow yourself to develop a desire for that. And pray for this virtue. In that way, you're not only fighting temptation with like an effort of the will, a fight, but also with your intellect, through reason. And then you can see the irrationality of sin, which is always fundamentally irrational. It's pursuing a false good. And then second, we can be confident that the grace of Christ is always available. This is an absolute promise and very important. One way to be certain to fail in temptation is to depend on your own strength. And the only way to be, to be successful is depend on the strength of Christ. We hear from St. Paul, God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your strength. But with the temptation will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Christ earned the grace for us, not only by his passion, but also in overcoming temptation in his human nature, in our human nature, so that we can be victorious in him. He was tempted and suffered, but was without sin. We can draw on that grace. It really belongs to us as members of his body. It's like a bank account that we have in our own name, we have full access to. Provided we're willing to suffer a little bit, the grace is always there to call upon in order to win the victory. Again, we can take Christ in as, as an example. Not only did the devil tempt him, but we hear that angels ministered to him. Angels ministering to God. 
there's really a truth in that sort of cartoon image of an angel on one shoulder and, the, and a devil on the other. When you're temp- tempted, you can turn to an angel. Turn to your guardian angel who's always there, always by your side and has power to help. Finally, we can remember. I've been here before, know what's worked, know what hasn't worked. There are patterns in the spiritual life. And we can look to the people of Israel, who's in the Old Testament, it seems one of their main sins was failing to remember all that God had done for them. What God has done before, God will do again. He's helped us before, he's going to help us in the future. He's like a faithful guide in that way. Then, slowly but surely, through trial and overcoming temptation, and yes, falling and getting back up, our soul gradually becomes like gold or like a diamond after it's been cleansed of impurities. And then we can offer ourselves to the Father in union with Christ to become a living sacrifice uniting ourselves to the sacrifice here at the altar in a way which is pleasing to the Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.